grace to you and peace from god the father and the lord jesus christ wherever you are all over the world listening to this right now i know you can feel the sensation in the air because it is that wonderful season once again and today the 24th day of december 2021 wherever you are all over the world listening to this i welcome you to the special christmas episode of what god says to you today the podcast of the youthful for christ team a place where you always hear what god says to you And so because it is Christmas and whether Santa Claus comes to town or not, we must celebrate it. And one thing I want you to know is that Christmas is not all about you. It is not just a time for yourself. It is a season of love, a season to share and a season to encourage others. So whatever you do, wherever you are, wherever you go, make sure you have others at the back of your mind as you celebrate this wonderful season. Christmas is indeed a special season. It is a time that brings performances of Handel's Messiah with a classic song, Unto Us a Child is Born. You might also catch strings of other familiar songs like Joy to the World with verses about the same phrase. But what does it really mean when we say we are celebrating Christmas? What is Christmas all about? The prophet Isaiah said Christmas is a time when the Savior, a child, was born unto us. And that is why on today's episode, the special Christmas episode of the Youth of Christ podcast, we want to discuss the topic, Born for You. Born for You. And on today's episode, we're going to see the context of Isaiah chapter 6 verse 9. We're going to see why was Jesus born for you. We're going to see the mystery of the incarnation and the narrative of the earthly life of Jesus. All this and many more we're going to consider on today's episode and it promises to be mind-opening and inspiring and I'm sure you won't want to miss this. So wherever you are, just sit back, go nowhere, we'll continue after this short break. That is what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youth for Christ podcast, a place where you always hear what God says to you. We'll be back shortly. listening to what god says to you today brought to you by the youthful for christ podcast the youthful for christ the team of young minds alike 
who are burning with zeal for Christ. We are given the mandate of Psalm 51 verse 13, the Ministry of Reconciliation. Our vision and mission includes, but not limited to, reaching out to more than 1,000 youths yearly, teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youths for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27, because at Youthful for Christ we are known for bearing the yoke in our youths. Join us today and be part of this great work of God. Okay, welcome back from the break and on today's episode a special christmas episode of the youthful for christ podcast we'll be taking our text from the book of isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and i read from the new king james version it says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father Prince of Peace. Let's see chapter six, chapter nine, verse six from the New King James Version. And today's episode, we're talking on the topic "Born for You, Born for You." And that phrase comes from Isaiah chapter 9 verses where we just read now our text for today. And it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This verse penned hundreds of years before Jesus' birth points to Christ as our Lord and Savior. On Christmas the day we celebrate the birth of Christ, we sing about this prophecy and celebrate the child that was born. But how did this prophecy come about? How did Jesus fulfill it? And why is it that Jesus the child was born for you? All this we'll be considering now on today's episode and we want to start by looking at the facts. What does it really mean to say unto us a child is born? What does it really mean that Jesus was born for you? Now the phrase unto us a child is born is found in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet to the southern kingdom of Judah. And around the time the northern kingdom of Israel fell to Assyria in a tumultuous time of warring superpowers threatening Judah. Isaiah offered messages from the Lord of both judgment and hope. And Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 was a message of hope. In it, a coming king was promised. And verse 6 to 7 explains, For us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his 
government and peace there will be no end he will reign on david's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and forever isaiah is known as a messianic prophet predicting the coming of the messiah the anointed one who would save god's people this message came to be understood as referring to the coming messiah to us as christians the messianic prophecies point to jesus and now the question is what is the context of isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 what is the context just like we read, say the blessed prince, a mighty king, a reign of peace. These promises would have sounded wonderful to the Isaiah's audience in the 18th century BC. Because at this point, Judah was facing the threat of the Assyrian Empire. Likely, they expected the promised prince to grow into a great king to physically deliver them. Perhaps they thought it was the son of Ahaz that would be born for them. Ahaz's son Hezekiah fit the bill in some respects. He set his mind to purging idolatry from Judah and he rebelled against the king of Assyria from whom God miraculously rescued Judah. You can see that in 2 Kings chapter 19. However, Hezekiah died. His kingdom didn't last forever and Judah soon followed Israel into exile this time to Babylon. The words of hope in Isaiah chapter 9 are sandwiched between words of judgment, worrying and condemnation from the Lord for Israel's wickedness. The Lord intended to punish Israel, but Isaiah chapter 2 verse chapter 9 verse 2 to 7 shows that his anger was not forever. A true king would come, restoring God's people. And on today's episode, we say, born for you, Jesus, born for you. And the question is, what does it really mean that Jesus was born for you? What does it really mean? When we come back from this break, we're going to consider what it really means to say that Jesus the King was born for you. Don't go anywhere, we'll be back shortly after this break. Hello everyone around the world, I'm Reverend Kwan Obihanda, Senior Pastor of Shoshua International Christian Center. Keep listening to What God Says to You Today, a podcast by Youth for Christ Team, a place where you hear what God says to you. God bless you. you're welcome back from the break and thank you for staying tuned and on this episode we're talking about the birth of jesus christ jesus born for you and i want to really consider what it means to say that jesus was born for you the new international version of isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says to us a child is born however the king james version which would have been the predominant version when many of the famous songs we append renders the verse unto us a child is born 
so why was the child born to us or born to you ordinarily in bible in the bible a child will be born unto a specific person you can see that in genesis chapter 17 verse 17 a child is ordinarily born to the parents but what do we mean when we say born for you jesus was born unto us because his birth was not simply a blessing to his parents only Jesus was not born unto Mary and Joseph the way Isaac was born unto Abraham. Instead, his birth was meant to ransom God's people. Mark 10 verse 45. The birth was to be of a great joy for Israel. The child would not just be a blessing to his parents, but to the entire world. Now, what does Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 teach us about the Christmas story? of seeing that Jesus was not just born to Mary and Joseph only but he was born to save the world in Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 when angel Gabriel came to Mary he said you shall give birth to a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins so the birth of Jesus Christ was not just for Mary and Joseph it was for everybody and when you personalize it Jesus Christ was born for you so what does Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 teach us about the Christmas story? Each line of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 holds a depth of meaning. For to us a child is born, it begins. We have discussed what it means for a child to be born to us collectively and as a blessing to the world. We may also note how unique it is that God would come in this way to save his people. Instead of riding in a riding in on a chariot of clouds or sending down lightning, God came as an infant to live among us, to be one of us. The Lord of the universe stepped down to become intimately familiar with our pain and struggles. And that is the greatest condensation, I call it. The incarnation is the greatest condensation. It is the greatest condensation. You can't think of anything elsewhere apart from the incarnation. Jesus Christ, the Lord, the Savior, the Master of the Universe, came as an infant and was born by human. Was born by human. And because he lived among us, the songwriter says he walked where we walk he stood where we stand he felt what we feel and so he understands and to us a son is given isaiah continues this child would not be just anyone he would be a son specifically stated that he will be a son and specifically he is god's son the father's love for us was so great that he was willing to send his only son as a suffering servant Isaiah chapter 53 and to save us from our sins John 3:16 and the government will be upon his shoulders the suffering servant would become the leader the baby of the christmas story would be, would one day govern the cosmos after his resurrection Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 records then jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me 
yes that was the little boy who was born in manger and then the next he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace in this sense the word wonderful means incomprehensible or beyond understanding why counselor refers to someone with great wisdom from jesus's birth to his ministry he demonstrated his miraculous nature and his preaching and interactions demonstrated his wisdom Isaiah made it clear that his coming, that this coming child and king would be more than just a man. He would be mighty God. Interestingly, the son would also be everlasting father, a nod to the doctrine of the Trinity. And finally, Jesus would bring about peace, a sentiment echoed in Revelation. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away and we see the real interpretation of isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and there where we read we saw jesus the savior of the whole world the master of the universe the lord of the whole shebang coming in in form of an infant taking in the shape and human nature which nobody would want to do and then the question is what is the mystery of the incarnation the mystery of the incarnation what is the mystery of the incarnation and when we come back from this break we're going to talk about the mystery of the incarnation of jesus christ don't go anywhere this is what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youth for Christ podcast. We'll be back after the short break. The Youth for Christ team would love to hear from you. So after listening to this episode, please make sure you leave a comment. You can join us on Facebook and WhatsApp via the link on the description box and get on board. So together, we will be at the yoke in all youths. Okay, you're welcome back from the beginning. Thank you for staying to so far. We've been talking about the Savior who was born for you. And now we want to look and consider the mystery of the incarnation. I must say to you that the incarnation is the greatest misery, mystery, rather, that till tomorrow no scientists have been able to comprehend. Jesus himself is the very God. The second person in trinity but he came down on earth and lived among men and in isaiah's prophecies isaiah prophesied about jesus that he would be born and he would live among men in isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 isaiah predicted that jesus would be born of a virgin in isaiah chapter 9 verse 1 he predicted that he would be from galilee in isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 our key verse today, Isaiah predicted that the Messiah will be born 
a child and that he would not only be king but he will also be a mighty god isaiah chapter 9 verse 7 isaiah proclaimed that jesus will be from the line of david however the most extensive prophecy from isaiah is found in isaiah chapter 53 in it isaiah painted a picture not of a mighty warrior king but of a suffering servant who would bring salvation who will bring salvation which is the greatest condensation talking about the incarnation and in isaiah chapter 53 5 or 6 we read but he was pierced for our transgressions he was bruised he was crushed for our iniquities the punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed we all like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned to our own way and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all isaiah's picture of the messiah was of someone who was both god and man king and servant ruler and sacrifice it would be several hundred years before anyone could begin to understand exactly what all of these seemingly conflicting identities fit together in the person of jesus christ Jesus left his throne, left everything, and came for you. And I want us to see the mystery of the incarnation. The incarnation is really a mystery. That the Son of God became the Son of Man, that he would make sons of men sons of God. That is actually and really a mystery. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation, the greatest condensation. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation, the greatest thing that has ever happened on earth. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation, the very God among men. And the Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation, when darkness met light. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation. He walked where you walk, He stood where you stand. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation, the Spirit of God in the body of man. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation. The Creator served His creation. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation, the humility of divinity. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation, king of all the earth, the son of a carpenter. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation, he was born to die. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation, conceived by the Holy Spirit. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation, born of a Virgin Mary. The Son of God became the Son of Man, the incarnation. He is Jesus, the God-man, and he was born for you. That's the mystery of the incarnation. You cannot really understand it, how everything played out. But it is true that Jesus was born for you. Jesus is God's gift to you. For to us, we read, a child is given. To you, Jesus was given. Christmas is often accompanied by the giving of gifts. But God sets the ultimate precedent when he first gave his son, Jesus Christ. Though we were entrenched in sin, Jesus came to live and die, that we might be saved. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. And it is an abomination to celebrate Christmas without Christ. Otherwise, 
or the wives, what are you celebrating? And over the years, there have been attempts to take Christ out of his mass. And you see words like Xmas, taking away Christ. But whatever they try to do, Christmas is all about Christ. It's all about Christ. And at this point, as you celebrate Christmas, I want you to begin to ponder who are you really celebrating? Do you have Jesus? Is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? It is an abomination to celebrate Christmas without Christ. It is not about you. Christmas is not about you. It's about Jesus Christ himself. So don't celebrate Christmas without Christ. And if at this point you know that you have not come in close relationship with the celebrants of the season, I want you to take a minute and let this be the best of your life and make the decision to accept the savior the born king who came and who was born for you and when we come back from this break we're going to see the narrative of the earthly life of jesus christ don't go anywhere this promises to be interesting we'll be back shortly after this break it is what god says to you today brought to you by the youth for christ podcast always the place where you hear what god says to you you are listening to what god says to you today brought to you by the youthful for christ podcast the youthful for christ is the team of young minds alike who are burning with zeal for christ we are given the mandate of psalm 51 verse 13 the ministry of reconciliation our vision and mission includes but not limited to reaching out to more than 1,000 youths yearly, teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youths for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27, because at Youthful for Christ we are known for bearing the yoke in our youths. Join us today and be part of this great work of God. Yeah, thank you for staying tuned and now we want to talk about the narratives of the earthly life of Jesus. Patrick Mabilog writes, Our Savior chose to come in form of a baby born in a stable laid on a manger. If that's not the perfect picture of humility then I don't know what is. Jesus' human birth represents helplessness and humility. Jesus, the Alpha and Omega, knows what it feels like to rely 100% on his parents. The King of Kings came down low so that we could reach him. The weak and weary seeker finds an approachable king in the manger, inviting all people to acknowledge their frailty in his tiny form and to cry out to him. That lowly infant represents submission to God. One must acknowledge his or her total need 
for the father whose tender love all believers inherit as sons and daughters through Christ. Jesus was a child with two fathers. Jesus was both man and God, but he was raised by two real human beings. Russell Moore reminds us that Jesus would have said Abba first to Joseph. He was obedient to his earthly parent, obedience essential to his law keeping on our behalf. For a time he lived the way all children live, but his purpose was unique. Jesus became a carpenter like his father, but scripture would become his greatest defense against darkness when Satan tempted him. Jesus almost certainly learned those Hebrew scriptures from Joseph as he listened to him at the wood-working table or stood beside him in the synagogue. After Passover, as Joseph and his family returned to Nazareth from Jerusalem on foot, something had changed for young Jesus. Mary and Joseph suddenly realized their eldest child was not with them. They had to return to the city in search of their son. Where they found him in his father's house. Considered in Luke chapter 2 verse 49. Mary asked Jesus why he had treated his parents so badly. Mabilog asks, When you think of your Lord, do you often see him as an arrogant God who is self-absorbed or as a humble servant who has no trouble being brought low most especially for the world that he loves jesus was submissive to his parents luke 2 verse 51 and went with them back to nazareth david matthews wrote in our modern age taught to despise the ideas of submission and obedience the son of god himself worthy of limitless worship and praise shatters our shallow conceptions of value and worth. Jesus' obedience to his parents challenges the insecurities in us that often make us averse to submit and obey. This episode in Jesus' life suggests that perhaps Mary and Joseph forgot their son was not born unto them. He was born unto us. He was born for you. The shepherds had told them what the angel said, but that was 12 years earlier. Jesus had learned to obey God's law which Joseph had taught him. Honor your father and your mother, Exodus chapter 20 verse 12. Yet Jesus was transitioning, transitioning into a new chapter of his life. and the last year of his childhood, at 12, Jesus would have been preparing for full participation in the religious life of the synagogue. Joseph would have taught him the commandments of the law until at 13 during his bar mitzvah. Jesus would officially become a man or son of the commandment. He was undoubtedly the most apt pupil ever to have entered the place of worship but still learned at the feet of his humble, of his human father. And as John Piper tells us, Jesus' insight into the commandment was more profound than ordinary men, and his relation to God was unique. Speaking to Luke with the advantage of hindsight, one might wonder if Mary recognized how her elder son had been transitioning into a new phase of life, becoming poignantly aware of the Lord's purpose for him. 
a handover of sorts was coming when Joseph's job would in a sense be finished and the work of preparing to obey his heavenly father was about to begin. During those three years in Jerusalem, the preteen Jesus was not protected by his family. Where did he sleep? Who fed him? Was he cold, hungry, tired? His father was absent. So Jesus trusted in his father, his heavenly father. For the Christian, the pivotal time in Jesus' life demonstrated demonstrates how one can be a child dependent upon and obedient to the Father, but also grow. Believers are always God's children, yet the Father does not wish for his children to continue as newborns for their entire lives. Paul writes, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. That's Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. A decision for Christ comes with expectations and continuous growth through learning is one of them. Learning with Jesus. Jesus was teachable. Jesus Christ sought teachers to teach him. He went to the synagogue. He sat down. He listened. Jesus was the Son of God and he showed this great deal of humility. And today we are celebrating the born Savior, the born King who was born for you. It is Christmas. It is a wonderful season. It is a time of celebration. It is a time of joy. It is a time of happiness because those who sit in darkness have seen a great light. Have you seen this light? Like I said before, it is an abomination to celebrate Christmas without Christ. A life without Christ is full of crisis. It's full of crisis. Jesus Christ, the Savior, was born for you. And as we come to the end of this episode, I really want you to pause and ponder and see that you don't spend another Christmas without accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you truly want to hear God talk to you? Listen to what God says to you today. The podcast of the Youthful for Christ team every Friday and hear what God says to you. And so as we come to the end of this episode, a special Christmas episode of the YouTube for Christ podcast, I would like to leave you with this clothesline just as it is our tradition here. And the truth is that whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you believe in, Jesus Christ, the sovereign Lord of all, is coming back again. The first time he came, he came as a little baby in the manger. I want to tell you that he is coming back again and he will not come again. And this time he's not coming as a savior. He's coming as a king, as a ruler, as a judge. And he is coming to rule and reign over all. And so if you've not yet surrendered to him, 
repent now and believe the gospel repent now and believe the gospel and the gospel is that for is that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and the wages of sin is death but god so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life because the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ and so if you have not surrendered to him repent now and believe the gospel repent now and believe the gospel And as we draw the curtain on today's episode, I would like to say a very big thank you to you for listening to the end. And I really want to appreciate all our listeners all over the world who have been plugging in every Friday to listen to what God says to them, the podcast of the Youthful for Christ team. And the next time you'll be hearing my voice will be in 2022. And we know the Lord will get us there. So we say let us do it again. And from the entire team of the Youthful for Christ, we wish you a Merry Christmas and the 2022 of Open Manifestation. To see again, I say grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I remain your anchor, Kachko Inter. God bless you and goodbye. Hello everyone around the world, I'm Reverend Kwan Obihanda, Senior Pastor of Church International Christian Center. Keep listening to What God Says to You Today, a podcast by Youth for Christ Team. A place where you hear what God says to you. God bless you. You have listened to what God says to you today, a podcast of the Youthful for Christ team, and we believe it has highly imported and richly blessed you. Please make sure you stay tuned every Friday for new and inspiring episodes.